Hey everyone, welcome to Hashtag Real Life. Abby and Danielle here. At Hashtag Real Life, we want to bring the essence of conversations back into our day-to-day lives. We want to tell the stories of the people around us with no topic off the table. Our hope is to create a safe space for ourselves, guests, and our listeners, all while bringing our authentic selves to create rambling but beautiful content. Now, let's talk about some stuff. <laughs> Woo! Right. Welcome, everybody. We're here. We're back. We're back for another episode. Hashtag real life. It's Abby. And Danielle. And we have another amazing guest. Oh, my oh we're, we're getting right in. Yay. I know. Well, I mean, first of all, I'm excited because Abby's back. I mean, I did yes. a solo last week, but now she's back. We're I'm back not dying. In- I'm not yes. dying of not. the virus that was not COVID, but was almost worse than COVID. Yeah, yeah, it was that rough, everybody. definitely going around. It really oh. is. <laughs> yeah, a week off of school for my son, and then I had to try and take care of a sick kid while I was sick. It was awful, mm-hmm. but I won't belabor. That's not even a word. I don't think I just made it up, but <laughs> I want to get to our guest because <laughs> yes. I'm sick. Yay! <laughs> well, yes, we are so excited because. I am super, super pumped because we have one of my longtime friends, Nicole Dieterman, on the podcast. This is her first podcast. We've been friends with middle school. We go way back into some wild 2000s times all the time, way back in the Iowa life. And, you know, now she is rocking the game and is a brand photographer, is, you know, giving all of her all of her experience to future photographers and helping women entrepreneurs just kill the game with her wonderful photos. And we were so excited to have her on the podcast so she can talk about personal branding. We can laugh about some funny things and, you know, just go on and have a good old time on hashtag real life. So Nicole, yay! Wow, that introduction was so nice. I want to Let's hear it again. No, um, that was, that's amazing. Yes, we definitely go way back. Um, it doesn't seem like high school was that long ago, but I'm closer to 40 now. So it sure was. <laughs> it's a long time. It's a long time when we were, you know, drinking Biggie Cherry Cokes from Wendy's. So I mean, yeah, I can go for a Biggie Cherry Coke right now. Oh my gosh. I always think of Danielle and Wendy's they just go hand in hand together (laughs) you know I do eat a lot of Wendy's like in life throughout all of my time in life that is that is a good brand brand putting on your stories Ooh, I should but the closest Wendy's in Chicago chicken nuggets that is true well the closest are the closest Wendy's in Chicago is not that close so I mean I might Uh have to like figure that out but maybe that's like a new thing where I'm like try to find all the new Wendy's yeah you know you're right Wendy's is always really hard to find compared to like a McDonald's or something Mm -hmm. you have to search for them well yeah Yeah. even in Ames it was all the way out West Ames Mm -hmm. if we wanted some Wendy's and (laughs) I know this is kind of well not really off topic but this is Nicole's and my first time meeting yeah. each other which is wild since I've known Danielle since 2008 so <laughs> yeah, true it's yeah I just get to meet more of her Mason City life yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> get to meld it all together you know yeah. it's a fun time <laughs> I'll come back in a circle we all it come does. back in a circle 
It does. Well, Nicole, we're so excited that you get to talk to us about personal branding and all the fun things. So, I mean, I guess we should start from the beginning, bring in a good old origin story here. So like, how did you start out your journey? Did you, you know, just pick up a camera yesterday and we're just like, oh my God, you know? <laughs> oh, okay. So I never know how far back to go with this, but, but I'm going to take you to the beginning. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would say, well, 10 years ago, because I've been married for 10 years, I bought my first nice DSLR camera prior to our wedding. Because when I was um, like searching for wedding photographers, I was like, I was working, I worked in banking for 10 years. So I was at my banker desk and I was like, man, like, it'd be so cool to be in a job that's not sitting at a desk. And like, I, I want to do that. But at that time, I like, you know, like the, the journey of even getting to where I'm at now is also like a huge mindset journey too. Like at that time I had, did not have that mentality of like, I could do something like that. It was like, that could never be for me. So mm. 10 years ago, I was sitting at a banker desk. I did buy a camera. Um, I took it on our honeymoon and I had no freaking idea how to use it. And, um, <laughs> It came with like two kit lenses and one was like a longer like zoom lens. And I had no idea like the difference, but I thought like the zoom lens is what you were supposed to use because it just looked cooler. <laughs> and like I, the photos were awful and <laughs> I ended up using my camera on auto mode that whole time, which was like a waste because I mean, I could have done so many cool things with it. And then when we got back, I, I literally kept it in a box for a year <laughs> Cause I didn't know how to use it. And I'm like, I don't know, you know? And so then a year later we ended up moving to Rochester, Minnesota. And oh. um, yeah. So when we lived there for five and a half years and when I moved to Rochester, like um, we didn't know anybody. So, um, you know, I had no friends and like, it was the coldest winter ever. I mean, it's cold up in Minnesota, but it was literally like negative 40 wind chill for like three months. <laughs> and like yeah. I remember just being like I need a freaking hobby and um I had my camera and actually one of my co-workers was like she used to do photography and she's like I just learned how to use my camera on YouTube and I was like like you can you can learn stuff on YouTube I was not a YouTuber <laughs> and I instantly that night I went home I like um, you like put in the search bar, like how to use my Nikon D3100. And I started learning and I like took it out. I started doing like nature photos and I would post them on my Facebook page. And one of my coworkers actually was like, Hey, would you want to do my maternity pictures? <laughs> After seeing my really fantastic nature photos. <laughs> and I was like, sure. And so it kind of just started with like, Oh my gosh, somebody asked me to take their picture. And, um, I was still working full-time banking. I actually wanted to do wedding photography at first. I like really wanted to do like, you know, the fine art, beautiful weddings you see, like, uh, you know, on like Vogue magazine and, um, wedding photography, like never, I have shot weddings and it just like never really took off for me. And then we actually ended up moving back to Iowa four years ago now. And to get me to move, cause we live in small town, Iowa now. 
Um, I live like an hour outside of Des Moines. <clears throat> and so to get me back here, my husband said to me, like, if you want to pursue photography, let's, let's move there. And I was like, okay, you remember you said that not going back, <laughs> yeah. not going back to a desk job. And so, um, yeah, I mean, even I would say it's like 2020 is when I, when I first moved here, I was like, okay, I want to niche down. I knew I didn't want to be the everything photographer. I knew I wanted to specialize and make money that way. Um, I tried weddings and then I, we had a one-year-old at the time and your life changes with kids <laughs> and like weddings just didn't light my fire anymore. I didn't want to have to work on the weekends, um, which is what you would do as a wedding photographer. And I came across an image on Pinterest one day. Um, and it was like this image of a female entrepreneur. I clicked on the picture. It took me to this brand photographer's website. And it was like, female entrepreneur, photographer, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, like, I was like, that is a thing. Like, I didn't even know you could do that. And so um, that was like, that was in 2019 when I saw that. And then I um, posted on my Instagram, um, if somebody wanted to like swap, you know, like services and actually I found a graphic designer who wanted to swap. And so that is how I kind of got into the branding side of things. And I was like, Yep. This is what I meant to do. I love helping small businesses. Um, I have a degree in business. So I think that is kind of how it all ties together essentially, mm -hmm. but, um, that's kind of how I've gotten to where I am now. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm like full on learned, like to learn my camera was YouTube university. That's so cool. That's how I learned, but I have taken courses. Um, like I took a mastermind to help me like get the brand photography business going, which has really helped. And then I just, um, yeah, courses and YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever take like photography in high school or as an elective in college? Well, I didn't. So that's, yes, I took photography in high school. Actually, I'm really glad you brought this up. Because <laughs> I did too. I don't remember a thing. <laughs> I actually have a story about this. I forgot. So our really good friend, Katie's mom was our high school teacher, our high school art teacher. And we have a really artsy group of friends. They're just like, everyone can do like all these really cool things. And Everything. like, I <laughs> was not creative because we just have such a talented group of friends. Um, and so I took the art class. I remember um, it was one of the first days in that art class. We, um, we had a, like, I don't even know what it was called, but it was like a little black box makeshift camera we made and you put a strip of film in it and you went around the high school to like take a photo with it. And I remember I did like bike spokes because I thought I was being artsy. <laughs> and this guy in my class called me out and was like, Nicole, did you just do a photo of bike spokes? He's like, I thought you were better than that. And I just remember being like, oh my God, he just confirmed like, I'm, I can't do this. He just confirmed I'm not creative, creative enough to do photography. Mm -hmm. And so like, 
I did the art class and I loved it, but I never, it never once crossed my mind that like, Hey, I could be a photographer someday. Because the thing that I think like, I was never taught growing up and really people don't tell you is like, even being a creative or even learning anything is a muscle. You have to keep practicing, keep practicing. Like mm -hmm. people might be a little bit naturally good at stuff, but they become really good when they like really focus and put their energy into it. And at that time, again, where my mindset was like, oh, I wasn't born to do this or I'm not naturally good at this. So it's not meant for me. I just like shrugged it off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I remember taking photography in, co in college. Oh my gosh. In high school as well. And I don't remember one single thing of how to go into the dark room and do all no. the mm -hmm. things. And I also did the same thing of trying to like be artsy and take like photos of a flower close up, but blur everything in the back. And yeah. I still have some of those photos and they're really funny. Yeah, I wonder if I have, my mom has any, but yeah, I mean, like going to the dark room was always so fun. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I wouldn't know how to do that now. Mm -hmm. No idea. How and then you watch, you watch like everyone around you just kind of like getting it. And you're kind of like, all right, uh, well, this is what I made over here. Like, I don't know. Like, what's yeah, you know, there's always the one kid that's like really good. And you're like, yeah. what? Mm -hmm. How do you even, how does that happen? Right, exactly. Well, and also art is objective. You know what I mean? So it's like everyone has their own interpretation of like how they see the world and how they put it out there. So it's kind of like, you know, your bike spokes were awesome. You know what I mean? It's just like that that... I was really artsy. And then that kid like called me out and I was like, okay. Like, what playing. did they mean by that? That you were better than that? Like, like what? he thought I could be more creative than that. Uh, I think is what he meant. Like I thought, you know, and which at that time I was like, oh my God, he just called me out in my deepest fear in this moment. Yeah. My deepest fear was like, I'm not creative enough for this. And then he freaking called me out and it was right. like, traumatizing and literally I mean I you know besides you know having cool pics camera in college because you had to get those Facebook pictures uploaded I never like you know look into anything right oh yes I remember uploading my little like camera card to my giant like block computer and all getting... that are, yeah. you know yeah. like taking those little like my I had a pink one yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, like I can't even think of like how many digital cameras I've had in my life like it's insane <laughs> like, I mean... like I remember going out with my digital camera and my phone because mm -hmm. I was pre-iPhones yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what a time we lived in <laughs> I know you know the youth of today will never understand I was also thinking okay, this is a tangent but like since we're on the Facebook topic yeah like, they will never understand how you had to have a college email Yep. And not even and at first it was like a four-year college email. Like mm -hmm. I had a NIAC for two years. Facebook. Yes. I remember, I remember Chelsea and I had this moment where like we were literally like emailing like Facebook to be like, okay, we like, go to a community college, but like we want to like oh my God. Facebook. And then I remember Christian let me have his login for Facebook. So like I could get into his login because he went to Iowa State. So I could get into his Facebook because he was just like, well, you can see what it's all about. And so I would like get on his Facebook and just like, 
troll around and like do nothing on there like right. literally do nothing but it was like just, a whole new world at that right point. but just because we couldn't get on it because we were at a community college I was like oh my gosh my four-year friends like they <laughs> yeah I didn't get on until I'm a little younger so uh, when it was offered to high schoolers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But then, still, even, I mean, it was a wild time. And it was, just it was put, a wild time for that. You could just put in a phone number. You can just put in a phone number now. Like, what is that? Uh, I you mean, have one for your dog now. Like, right. you know, like yeah, because they used to have an age limit. Like, you mm-hmm. used to have to be, yeah. well, yeah, the college. Then they did high school. Then it was like, 13 and up and or 16 mm-hmm. whatever like everybody and everybody's grandma and like you know mm-hmm. change <laughs> right yeah, yeah I think people I knew like my stepsister and like her age group like they'd lie about their age like it had to be like at the time 1998 or or late or earlier and they would lie and I'm like it says that you're older than me like what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's the thing too like the age was all on there like it was like oh, super yeah super prevalent where it was like oh this person is this age and they're from this place it's like kind of creepy if you think about it say, like the whole concept now is creepy. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, regret some of the now I want to watch the social dilemma okay it's a great movie though I, I think so too yeah yeah but, I mean yeah the the coming up is a Facebook oh <laughs> now that so you just on a whim then had like purchased this camera for your honey or like for your honeymoon yeah I literally um I I have an uncle who is pretty into like photography like as a hobby and so I was I like messaged him I was like okay what like gear should I get and he's a Nikon shooter so I ended up going to Best Buy it happened like I got the kit that was on sale and there and that's how it started (laughs) like (laughs) essentially the seed was planted a little bit I will say, um, like my business right now is within the last, like three years ago, I like niched down 2020, ironically during the pandemic is when I like really went all in. Um, and then this past year is really started to grow. And even like, I would say the last six months, it's like really starting to go now. Um, but it just takes time and, you know, like you just have to keep putting yourself out there. Yeah. And like for someone who isn't really sure about like personal branding as a whole, because I mean, obviously like you have the business background and all of that, but like for people who just don't really understand, like what is personal branding? You know what I mean? I mean, I guess we could take it back to the ABCs of it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. So it's such an interesting word. I feel like personal branding is, has become one of those like hot words, like on social media and everything. And to really like, I feel like to really simplify it, it's really just adding like your own personal brand or like your own like personal like elements to the things that you're sharing already. Mm-hmm. And really without even knowing it, people, you're doing it now. Like if you are posting on Instagram stories, like your favorite book, um, your favorite restaurant, your favorite coffee drink, you are building your personal brand. So like you don't, personal branding is like not even just for somebody who owns a, a small business. Personal branding is, is just the way of the world now. 
Um, it's how people connect with you. It's how even your jobs are looking for you, how people like how you're going to get promoted, how, um, you're going to find like another like company to work for. Um, they're going to be checking out how you show up your personal life. And so it's kind of important to just like be mindful of like, what do you, what do you want to share with people and how do you want to connect with people? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first time I had heard about personal branding was I think back in, oh gosh, probably like 2013 at a, like I'm a dietitian. So at a dietitian conference, an entrepreneur, like a private practice dietitian did a whole presentation on like, what is your brand? And like, as a dietitian, that was the first time I'd ever heard that like being spoken about. And it really, I still have the PowerPoints from that because I go back to it a lot and like, yeah, like what is your mission statement? And you know, all the different exercises she had us do. But I think that's a good point that it isn't even just for business owners. It's everybody. Yeah. I mean, I have actually a shoot coming up in a couple of weeks in the, she's a writer, but she actually does work for a company, but she's like, wants to have, she has her own website, but she goes to conferences. So she goes to conferences and she wants to like, maybe write for like another magazine someday. So it's like, you can still build that personal brand without being like, you don't have to be like, well, I don't own a business to do this. Like you probably already are doing it. Um, but you're probably just not mindful of, of what it is. Right. And like, I, I also think of personal brands, like, I don't know if you guys have this moment, but I do sometimes, but like, you know, those people that you follow, like, let's say it's influencers or like business coaches or whoever it is, you really like know what they stand for. Right. They like constantly are talking about this one thing, like over and over again. And they're always giving you their hot takes about like, oh, I hate this, blah, 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 whatever. And so then when you see that somewhere else and you see someone else, maybe talking about something that you know that this influencer or hate or something, it like triggers your brain to be like, oh my gosh, that person, this and this and this, that's their personal brand. You know, like that, that is something that connects you to them without them even being like around kind of thing that's yeah and that's like why it's so that's why it's so powerful Mm -hmm. and to have like those few things that you're constantly showing your audience over and over again like I stand for this and again like personal personal branding is is mark is our new marketing it is Mm -hmm. it's here this is how marketing is gonna work from now on people are gonna when people spend money with other businesses now they want to know where their dollars are going after they hand it over you Mm -hmm. know like oh like what charities are you contributing to like you know what you know books do you read like Mm -hmm. who are you as a person that I'm handing my money to and do we align right and it's not a bad thing like I think it's the fastest way to attract and repel the people that you do want to align with Mm mm-hmm and it's that like connection piece, you know, like, mm-hmm. do I connect with that person? Like, oh, I, I like the same things as they do. Like, oh, that's cool. Like, oh, or I want to learn more about that. And they talk about this or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So cool. My mind, my mind's just going different, <laughs> yeah. different uh, faces. I'm kind of interested. So it sounds like it was just maybe the perfect transition for you. Like when you move back to Iowa uh, to go, uh, solo, but yeah. Did you have any fears of like taking the plunge or how did you get through that, uh, like transition from your nine to five to 
now being a entrepreneur. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I was like, you know, the there's so many, it was so wild because I had worked in banking for 10 years. And when I left my job, I had actually just had the opportunity to get promoted. So it was like, oh my gosh, am I even making the right decision right now? Like I just got offered this really good job and now we're moving and now I'm starting over again because mm -hmm. we had moved from Mason City to Rochester. Now I'm starting over again. And <clears throat> I was like, okay, I just turned this job down and I could tell like there was disappointment from, from where I was coming from, but also I didn't have any choice because I was moving, <clears throat> but the fear of just being like, can I even do this? What are the, what are people going to think if I don't do this? Are they going to think, Oh, look at her. You know, she thinks like she can, you know, go be a photographer and, and all this stuff. But for me, the transition, like once I got over that mental piece and it's, I think even like in the last six months, I really just found the confidence. You, you just have to remember, like, if, if that kind of fear, if the fear of like what people are thinking about what you're doing is holding you back, the thing is like, they don't pay your bills. Mm -hmm. It does not matter what they think. So like, don't even give it the time of day, which yes, sometimes it's easier said than done. And also people really aren't thinking about you as much as you think they are anyways. Like we obviously think about ourselves all the time because mm -hmm. of us, but like in reality, nobody's really worried about too much about what you're doing. Um, but the transition. So like when we moved here, we, I don't know, we were really lucky even with the pandemic pandemic, like, um, because my husband works in retail and so, and he worked at a store that like, didn't really get hit. It actually made money because nothing was open. So his job like has kept us going. Um, it's not like we're making like, you know, all this money, but it has allowed us a life where I can be home with my kids still and pursue my dreams. So in reality, yes, I'm living like a dream reality right now. Um, but it's just like keeping like your mind, right. It's like keeping your mind, right. You have like, that is like my biggest thing. Like if it's not right, I journal, I like read or like just take a moment, but that's, that's how you keep moving forward as a solopreneur. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the thing that people don't talk about a lot is that mindset piece. I mean, they do want to like, really like dive deep into the pits of it, but like, I feel like entrepreneurship is sold on the dream. You know, it's sold on like, it definitely is sold on like the end result. Like this is yeah. what you, this is what you'll get. This is the income bracket you'll have. This is what you'll be, you know, because obviously you, that is how, again, that's like a selling tactic, you know, like this is what you can be, you know, but the journey in between is definitely a lot. There's a lot more to that. Yes. I actually have been thinking about that a lot lately. I think just because of being online and everyone's, you know, promoting their Black Friday sales, like, hey, buy this course, it'll get you this. And it's like, just what you said, people are trying to, they're marketing to you and mm -hmm. they're trying to sell you this dream. And while it can be a dream, like the journey is long and 
it goes like up and down. Like one minute you're like flying high because you just like made a sale or you booked a dream client. And the next minute, like no bookings are coming in or maybe you have an upset client or something like it's, it ebbs and flows. And no matter like where you're at, I think too, in the journey, just different problems arise, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. in the beginning, it's like just the struggle of starting. And then once you get momentum, it's like, you know, maybe being too overbooked and stressed. And then like, how do I delegate and learning all of those? There's always something that's going to like rock you. So you just have to have your mindset to know, like you can get past it. It's just going to take a minute. Right. And it's also like the biggest, um, like personal journey, you know, because like, no matter what you're facing in business, you also have to like somewhat face it personally. And then like, figure out how that intertwines and like shoots it back out, you know, it's like, so then it is like your, it's like your own, also your large self-development journey all within Mm -hmm. itself, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And also too, like, I know I've talked to Danielle about this, but everything online is smoke in freaking mirrors. Mm -hmm. Even now with people showing up authentically, (laughs) like they're not, you know, like they're Mm -hmm. only showing you like, a highlight of what is happening they're not showing you like the dirty stuff behind right the door you know? like the real so that, I mean, <laughs> and it's and you know like we know you like you go online you're like I know that's not real but when you're like constantly seeing it and you're like why is that person being like, so successful right now or why is that person booking that client like it's hard to just like stay in your lane but that's what yeah. you got to do. Like, yeah, you have to have media literacy, right? And yet, if you see something so often, it's our brain is still going to take that as fact versus yeah. like yeah. not critically evaluating something. Yeah. yeah, face value. Right. And it goes back to that personal branding piece, you know, like some people's part of their brand might be them like showing up, quote unquote, authentically, and mm-hmm. they're showing you this this part of their life but it maybe might not be the real part of their life you know what I mean like and so that that creates that comparison loop as well because then you're kind of like oh my gosh they are showing up really authentically and like this is their life and like that and it's like but that's like also the story and the narrative that they're telling you (laughs) it's just it's like it's wild it's so wild (laughs) it's a mind journey Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like I don't know what the future holds for all of this, but I, it is, it's, it's going to be interesting. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. I mean, doing anything new, it is all about like learning and that pendulum swing, like you said of, oh man, like, am I going to get a client or then learning? Oh man, I overbooked myself. Okay. I won't do that again, but it's continuously learning and growing from the experiences you have. I'm feeling that right now too so yeah and like you know being open to pivoting so or like maybe pivoting a little bit or like so in brand in the brand photography world you know this year especially with like video being like really hot you know like I know a lot of photographers were like so fearful like oh my gosh are we going to become irrelevant like and just like not sure what to do and not jumping on the video train and like, but you kind of just have to be open to it and 
kind of figure out what works for you. And I will say like, I was in that scarcity mindset the first half of the year. I was like, nobody's going to want to book a brand photographer. They're just going to like make their own reels and do it, you know, do all this themselves. But I've booked more now in the last three months of just shoots. So it's just really about like being confident in what you're selling. And then people will, will come. Mm -hmm. They do need what you have to offer. Right. And then it also like all of that too, like, again, like puts up back to what I was saying about like, um, like a, the journey of it all is it also like puts up a mirror to the things that maybe you haven't addressed within like boundaries and, you know, your own like authority and scarcity and all those other things too. Like that type of stuff also comes up within it as well. And then knowing like, okay, how do I overcome this? Like this keeps coming up for me. Like, how do I pivot from that or how, what do I need to do so that my boundaries aren't always crossed or what do I need to do within my business to do, to make sure this doesn't happen and all those other things as well. Yeah. And I think again, like you just said, like people are smart now, they can sniff out anything anymore. Like if you're not being true to what you're really actually trying to do, or if you don't feel connected to what you're trying to sell people know they Mm -hmm. they can just tell they're tired of being sold to so they can Mm -hmm. tell if you're just trying that's what you're trying to do you know it's a wild game out there (laughs) it is oh it's all a learning journey as we we say you know at the end of the day I love it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, that I think, yeah, I think (laughs) I wouldn't change it for anything. Like this is so like, I love the problem solving of everything that comes up because I mean, I think about like when I'm on my deathbed, I want to be like, you know what? I freaking tried Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that is all I can do. Like I try my hardest and, and two, like, so you have a bad day or you have a bad thing with a client. It doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't really even matter that much because we're all going to the same place. <laughs> right. Exactly. And you're not sitting at the And desk, we're human. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Like perfection is something that so many of us have tried to, you know, aspire to. And then of course we're going to fail because there's no such thing as perfection. So mm-hmm. yeah, the unrealistic expectations has anything been helpful for you? I know for me, a big thing that's come up working for myself is like feeling kind of isolated and in my own, on my own Island. How do you stay connected with people, uh, being your own business person? Danielle, what? <laughs> no, okay. I'm just, I'm just listening. Okay. this. <laughs> okay. You are talking to the biggest introvert you could ever meet, which is ironic for someone trying to build a business. Um, once I'm out in public, I'm fine, but to get me out is like really hard. Like, you, I mean, it has to be like, I don't know, even, I couldn't even tell you what it has to be because I just really like to be in my pajamas. <laughs> Does it have to be a Danielle bus party? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yacht party. I told her for yeah. 40. Like, we need to yes, yacht we're, we're going on a yacht. We're going yes. there. <laughs> um, actually, it's also funny you ask this because my, my uh, word for 2022 was connection because I definitely needed more connection in my life. Um, but I, so I do Marco Polo with 
Danielle and like Chelsea and Katie, that has helped because they are all on the same entrepreneur journey. So it's nice to have somebody to bounce ideas off of. I have started like a Facebook group for other brand photographers so I can connect with other photographers and like teach. And then personally, I just joined a Bunko group. What is that? (laughs) It is so fun. So it's a a dice game. You should find one up in Minnesota. I bet you can buy it. You probably love it. You probably would love it, Abby. Oh my gosh. Tell me more. Okay. So it's like, you okay I'm not I'm probably not gonna do it justice and when I explain it like you're gonna be like what but it's really not complicated at all (laughs) so you get a group of people and you have different tables set up and there's like four people at each table and there's like a head table okay and you have three dice at each table that you roll and the point of the game is to get to 21 so you have to roll the numbers one through six Uh and you start with one And you have to roll it 21 times. And so you go around the table and you like roll the dice. So like I roll the dice, I get one, one. Okay. I roll it again, two ones. So I have three ones and then I roll it again. Nothing goes to the next person. And you just go around the table until somebody hits 21 or a bunko, which is if you roll, like, let's say I roll three ones, that's a bunko. And then the game is over and you go and you um, roll for twos. And then you just like go and tell you. Oh, interesting. It, yeah. It, like, once you're in it, like once you sit and do it, you're like, oh, this is, it's so easy. And it's, it's just like, like a fun way to connect. It's like a mix of obviously 21, but then the going more, it almost made me think of like phase 10 a little bit. Yeah. Like, and then, so then you have to switch tables and that's how you like kind of connect with other people. So like the two winners will stay at the table or whatever. And like the two losers go to the next table or, you know, and then you yeah. like rotate tables and it's, it's fun, but that's how I started connecting with people in my area. <laughs> yeah. How did you hear about Bunko? Did Danielle tell you about it? Cause she was, no, I wasn't a part of the Bunko chat. She brought the Bunko to us. <laughs> no, um, the one person I know in town like <laughs> invited me and I was like, all right, I'm going to guess I'm going to do bunk on one Thursday night a month. And it's, it's been fun. So I've done it two times already. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. But I mean, but even today I um, met with our economic development, um, like head uh, lady. So um, to get me connected. So I, um, live in small town Iowa, like I said, but I've been like marketing myself in Des Moines because it's just a bigger market. Yeah. And, um, the way I have, like the way I kind of run my business is I'm not like shooting every day. So like driving to Des Moines or any surrounding town, is not a big deal. But again, the fear factor of getting myself out in my town where it's like, nobody knows me. Who are they going to like, think what it, who is this girl who, like, who does she think she is, like, trying to, like, be this photographer in town or whatever, but today, I just, like, overcame that fear, I was, like, I, if I want my business to grow, I, I have to connect with people, like, connecting in real time is, like, the fastest way you're going to grow your business, mm-hmm. again, that's, like, a myth, like, this is, like, oh, I know I'm, I'm a little early to the bunk, or the <laughs> bunk thing, but people, if you get cons- 
consumed with social media, you think that's like the only thing you need for your business, but really like connecting in real life mm-hmm. is like 10 times better than yeah. trying to get some follower on Instagram. So yeah, today I went connected to my town and I'm really excited to see what happens with that in the next year. So yeah, I mean, I'm just really, I'm really just trying to push myself out of my comfort zone because at this point, that's the only way I'm going to grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And being on this podcast too, like it took me a while to even like commit. So forever, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, nope, I got to get out on that podcast. I know. I just kept putting the feelers out. I'm like, yeah, Nicole. So like, when you're on a podcast, like blah blah, blah. and I just randomly sent you like the Calendly link. The one time I was like, ah! here's like, here's the link. Like, whenever you're ready, like. <laughs> Danielle is manifesting it, saying it like it already happened. So yeah, when you're on the podcast. Right. Like when you yes. like your time, you know? <laughs> yes. Love it. So here I am. Yeah. So fun. So fun. It's a good old time. I mean, like, and it's one of those things too, where like, I mean, that is a huge moment for everyone just to like, when you do push yourself out of your comfort zone, it does make a major difference. And also the fact that, yeah, like, I think so much of us now, because we're used, I mean, we had the pandemic happen. We, we have, you know, technology overload. It's very easy for everyone to be like head down. You know, it's very easy to be very stuck in the aspect of like, okay, like, you know, I'm just going to watch all my friends on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And I'm going to run my business through there and I'm going to do this and I'm not, but then we like forget to kind of look up and we forget to like have those experience with people like outside of where you normally are. And like, yeah, when you do like start engaging with other people and like putting yourselves in those other comfort, uncomfortable situations, it, it always ends up better in the long run. We just like, aren't used to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're like, as human beings, we need connection. And and that's what's kind of scary is we're kind of losing that because I mean, the pandemic really made us lose that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now like, we're all kind of like, still have that like hermit mentality a little bit yeah. or like, I don't even know if I would call it that, but like, like you said, like, oh, I can just see what so-and-so is doing on, on their Facebook, you know, or mm-hmm. on their Instagram stories. I don't need to go, go out, but there is something about just being present with people is just it's so good for you it's so good for like your mental health it's just like just good for your energy like Mm -hmm. yeah we need more more of that kind of stuff yeah well and it's funny I had a conversation with someone like it was like a couple months ago and we were like basically discussing like the pandemic and the sense and and obviously like Nicole like you said you're you are very introverted Abby like you're like half introverted half not yeah like, I'm like I'm I'm literally 50 50 yeah. right so like it's funny because uh the conversation I was having we were talking about how like in the pandemic it seemed like it kind of like gave a lot of people it gave some people a lot of permission to be like okay I'm not gonna do anything anymore like it kind of just one of those things where like they're either a person who's just like overly booked all the time and they're always saying yes to stuff all the time so it gave them that permission to just kind of be like oh no it's cool like I don't really do that anymore and then I think like some people kind of just like kept taking it to that extreme you know and so we have gotten into that world where I think because everyone got so used to that, it just kind of 
made people disconnect in so many different ways. And it might not be necessarily like how they are regularly, but just because it was like so okay to do that, then that's how it became, you know? I, and I, you know what I, you made, that makes, you made like an excellent point. And I think that's why social media is the way it is. Cause honestly, during the pandemic, that is how I connected. That is how I networked yeah. and it worked because mm-hmm. everybody was sitting <laughs> on their app. Mm-hmm. They were sitting on their phones because mm-hmm. everybody was at home. Mm-hmm. And then once everything started opening back up, it was like, wait a second, like this isn't working anymore. Why? You know, mm-hmm. it's, Hopefully, well, I hope it starts shifting back again where people like realize like, yeah, we need to like, we need to be out and about together. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like, I mean, it was an awful, right? Like human social experiment, right? Because I think, yeah, exactly what you said, Danielle, some people retreated inward and gave themselves permission because that is how they coped with the stress Mm -hmm. of, oh my gosh, is the world ending? Whereas- Other people also then took it to the extreme of like, I'm going to be really productive with all this time I now have. (laughs) And that is also, they were deflecting, like, I'm going to keep my mind busy because Mm -hmm. I also don't want to think about the world potentially ending. So it was like, everyone was one or one or two parts. It it was very interesting to observe. And And I think people are still trying to figure that shit out. You know what I mean? Like that was like two years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I think it's the collective trauma that we all went through. Everyone's still trying to like figure it out now, like whether you own a business or, you know, whatever you're trying to do. And it's just, it's, it is kind of interesting. It's very interesting. Like how we all navigate this on like more of a social level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So Nicole, did you move back? You said you moved back to Iowa. It was pre-pandemic, right? So you were kind of starting this up. I was, yeah, curious if it was like right along yeah, with the yeah. pandemic, but. Yeah, we moved back to Iowa 2018. We had our one-year-old. Um, yeah, again, we moved to an area of Iowa. So we're, our families are from Northern Iowa and I am in Southwest Iowa now and we knew nobody. I mean, nobody (laughs) and we got connected so my husband's a hunter fisherman guy so that's kind of how we ended up in the middle of nowhere Iowa (laughs) but he has friends like an hour from us and then they had friends in town that we connected with and that is like that was honestly a saving grace as far as connection goes um they just moved unfortunately but they were like so great to have because I don't, I honestly think too, cause then the pandemic hit and all that. I, I think moving to where we are, like if I didn't have that connection with somebody, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know if we would still be living here because <laughs> it's so hard to a, like be somewhere where you don't know anybody mm-hmm. and then be somewhere where you don't have any help with like kids. Like it's freaking hard. You're literally, yeah, you're literally talking my language right now. <laughs> Again, yeah. we must have missed each like missed each other, like because yeah, we moved up here in 2017, and uh, my husband actually worked in Rochester for a little bit, but we lived up in the cities. So yeah. It's hot mess. Um, yeah. but exactly what you were saying before you hopped on, we were talking about you know how a lot of people's connections are through the workplace, right? So a lot of my friend group that I met up here was when I worked in in like a group setting and now working for myself, it's like, Ooh, I still need to 
try to keep those connections. And it's so hard when you're solo. And yes, the daycare or not daycare, the childcare issue of not having family appear and then having to ask friends or people to sit at, oh gosh, yeah, literally you lived my life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm I, living yours. I don't know what you're yeah. <laughs> living each other's lives. I, yeah, it's, it's another wrench in nobody tells you how hard it is. And like, and even if they did, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> you right, <know>? yeah. <laughs> how hard it can be and how lonely it can be too. uh, trying to like do all the things with like, not the extra support that like other people have, but you get through it, you do it yeah. and come out stronger. So, and like, honestly, if you can freaking get through that, you can freaking run a business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It gets hard Yeah, and lonely. Like you said, like it's, yeah. I mean, in meeting adult friends, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. what it is. We have talked about that on the pod. Yep. Yeah. I don't know why it's so hard, but um, it is. And I think too, when, once people have like kids and stuff, it's even harder because everyone has different schedules. That's why it's important to have bunko night. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, or and like I think, yeah. Well, and yeah. I think too, like, I mean, I know I like when you get older, it's you meeting new friends when you're older is also difficult because then you compare like your other friendships and like what you get out of other friendships or what like how things are and all those different things and so then you kind of have to like maneuver and understand like okay so these are different friends like now this is a friendship that I make with these people like they don't cross these boxes or have these certain things but like they still align with different things you know it's just like it's like such a weird mind game and you can't just be like okay we're just friends and like everything's great like you know what I mean yes Yes. I think yeah and and I even though I'm introverted that is like my personality is like when I meet someone I'm like oh could they be my new BFF yeah nine times out of ten no (laughs) 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 but uh, but like you said, it is like, I mean, all my good friends, all my best friends are from high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's just how I am. And so, yes, but again, I'm like in this new journey of like lowering that guard down, trying to just get out there and just like, it's okay to like have acquaintances. It's okay to let other people in and mm-hmm. it's okay to let other people help you. You're it's it's good. Mm-hmm. It's hard, but it's it's good. <laughs> yes, definitely. I feel like Abby, you're getting ready to say something, and then you liked it. No, well, the only thing I was thinking—not only thing, but <laughs> what I was thinking of was, yeah, as an adult, you're like learning, and when you make new friends, learning different social norms in the different friend groups, right? Mm-hmm. Because yes. like. Mm-hmm what one friend group is like comfortable, cool with and others, like their boundaries that might be different. And so it is, it is a minefield and like, yeah, growing up in school, you're just naturally thrown into situations that you have to be social. Even the most introverted person is in a classroom five days a week. So you like just automatically do that. And if you go to like college, you, and you join clubs or in your classes, you meet people. So yeah, as adults, we just, yeah, get our heads stuck down, whether it's in social media or 
capitalism and then it's hard yeah. to yeah I think you're so right about the social norms that is like yeah I think that is what the anxiety is when I like meet new people it's like oh my gosh I don't know like I don't know what they do or like what they like to do or like what's okay to say and not to say and how to act and not to act um yeah that's a good point Mm-hmm. I feel like I have the moments where I'm like, but they don't really know me. Well, of course they don't know you. You haven't like talked to them about anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. The older I get, I now understand the girl at the end of Mean Girls when she's like up there sharing, like divulging all her stuff. There. You, you don't even go here. And what does she say in response? Like, I just wanted to talk her like what did she say I just have a lot of feelings I just have a lot of feelings (laughs) oh my gosh we're all that girl yeah you know it is funny as you grow up you like connect with all the like other parts of characters you never thought you would connect with like yeah totally connect with that girl now Mm -hmm. like I'm totally that girl now when I go to meet new people it's like what do you mean like can't we just all like all be like rainbows and butterflies and be best friends (laughs) No. Or rewatching shows, you connect with different, yeah, yeah, yeah different characters. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, or literally, I just said this the other day. Um, I connect with the villains now on like Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You know, the stepmoms. They're just the- misunderstood, <laughs> right? Yes. They just freaking wanted sleep half the time, or they just wanted to be left alone. They just wanted to be left alone. Yeah. I that now. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's, I'm the same way with people on reality shows. Like, sometimes, like, the bad people, I'm like, no, but, like, you guys, like, you don't understand, like, I think, I think that, you know. But you go up and you know, (laughs) I'm obsessed with Spencer Pratt now. If you, you need to watch him on TikTok. Like, he spills all kinds of good tea, and it is, like, so fun to watch him. Who does? Spencer Pratt. Oh, oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, he was the I, mean, I think okay. he was misunderstood. See, <laughs> they they all are. They're either misunderstood or they got like a bad edit. Like it's not uh-huh. like they needed someone to like do the bad on the show when they're like, well, it looks like it's gonna be you. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, real life house the media demonized and pinned like right Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, Britney Spears, and all three of them are having their comeback, and we're all like. Oh yeah, we collectively like agreed that bullying these three women was right, and now mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we like, all need to atone for ourselves. Media was so bad to them, and I mean that. Those are three extreme would, cases too. Like that stuff would not fly now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm also very excited for Lindsay Lohan's Christmas movie on Netflix. Me too. I have I not watched it yet, but I want. To put my Christmas tree up first and then watch it. Yeah, Dee told me that's a me only movie. <laughs> we love watching Christmas movies, but he He's said like, that was not, not all be about it. Oh yeah, that's my husband. He's like, that's gonna be a real barn burner. I'm like, you know what? Go watch TV somewhere else. Hey, I'm all about the moment. Uh, yeah, I mean, fine. Leave me alone and let me watch my movie. It'll be good. It'll be good. <laughs> I'm excited. For, I'm like, I'm really excited for her comeback. I mm-hmm. hope she does more. I mean, I remember the commercial when she was like a lawyer or something like that. 
she was like doing that whole like I'm a lawyer like this is what you should do she's like I went to jail before and like this is what you should do to get a lawyer oh my gosh I'm like, like vaguely remembering it but yeah poor girl oh <laughs> it was rough it was real rough yeah. but yeah <laughs> oh my gosh personal branding okay That's yes nice. I mean <laughs> I always think of when I think about personal branding I also think about Robert Downey Jr. That is a major oh, yeah. example of personal branding because that man like was what rock bottom bad rock bottom. bad shenanigans like hardcore and then we turned him around he became Iron Man and yeah. now everyone is obsessed with the man like I I love that guy do no wrong you know yeah and he was yeah he was in in jail for multiple times for drug use and Mm -hmm. and like yelling at people and like all this shenanigans and he was all over the media all of and granted yes that's all about like just like he has a great like press press for press agents and all that stuff but still like that is that's (laughs) a big one well okay (laughs) I can bring this back to personal branding with Paris Hilton because yeah, she's yeah. A, she is the OG. She is who invented personal branding, like influencer branding. Like yeah. she was the first one, like when she used to, you know, go to like that Kitson store in LA mm-hmm. and like shop there. Yeah. I mean, how much money did that store make because Paris Hilton was there? And like that, right. that's freaking how Kim Kardashian learned how to do what she you know done mm-hmm. so like we I all mean, bought von dutch hats after she was wearing them yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. paris hilton is like she i mean i know like people are like oh paris hilton but like even even down to the way she talks mm-hmm. is a brain mm-hmm. she doesn't really talk with like that little voice all the time she does in public but right. i think it's like she's not like talking to her sister you know with the paris hilton voice you know yeah mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I used to love watching The Simple Life because it was so funny. <laughs> yeah. That show was just hilarious. Yeah. What's um Nicole Richie? Mm-hmm. Nicole Richie. And then didn't they stay with like who's the singer? Didn't they stay with like uh, mm. now I can't think of who it was. I just always remember like when they went and like stayed at like a farm or something like that. <laughs> like it's just like ridiculous. What's a Walmart? Do they sell walls or something? Yeah, like Walmart is what <laughs> makes a t- small town run, okay? Right. Buy everything. <laughs> and now Walmart is like making a run for its money. It's basically like Amazon. And I mean, speaking of speaking of branding, mm-hmm. Walmart like is like the new target I mean Mm -hmm. I know it's kind of a bold thing to say but like look at all the influencers who are promoting Walmart the Walmart clothing brand yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh another good one another Abercrombie that's a big one oh god have you guys did you guys watch that documentary no it was good Mm-hmm. but I mean Abby like we talked about it and the fact that like way back in the day like it was like a scandalous store I mean like yes. and and they even grabbed your senses when you mm-hmm. walked by you mm-hmm. smelled that cologne mm-hmm. they yeah. were going like sense and vision and like whole nine yards like so dark in that store mm-hmm. 
and and they made it a whole thing where like you couldn't see like they had the shutters like closed well maybe that was Hollister too but either way like you had to actually go in Mm -hmm. because it was like this oh if you're cool you come in and see like we don't just show our clothes to everybody Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now they are for everybody like they're all about like body inclusivity and just like they've changed all their ads like they've changed I mean again all the influencers are like obsessed with Abercrombie like that's a major thing it's like that's where you go to get your jeans and your bodysuits and like all that stuff and like you wouldn't even like there's no way that people of any size could really even go in there. Like, no, no. I could never purchase anything at Abercrombie or Hollister. No. And I can remember like going up to the Abercrombie or Hollister, like in the Mall of America. Mm-hmm. Yes. My sister would get asked to work there because she like fit their bill. Like mm-hmm. she's like, mm-hmm. like, what? I'm like, I can't even freaking fit into the pair of jeans. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And you know, at that age, it's like, you know, that's wrong, but like, it was so socially accepted yeah. to promote your businesses that way that it was like, you know, you didn't know to question it really. You're mm-hmm. just like, oh, okay. I'll... It's like that, um, you know, um, bridesmaid thing where you just like, you fit your, you have to alter your body to fit into the Vera Wang dress. It was kind of like, if you wanted to fit into their clothes, you you had to figure a way out you know well and just also like all of their marketing was like marketing towards like hot people you know it was like oh if you want to be like if you want to be a hot person and if you want to if you want to go to these parties and if you want to have people like like you like this is the stuff you need to wear and it's like yeah and like even looking back I'm like really it was like a freaking t-shirt that said like Abercrombie (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) I know I mean I had that one shirt that said like hardcore prep on it and that was like (laughs) but that's the thing that's the key thing with branding is like you're making somebody feel something and Mm -hmm. they very good at making you feel like I want to be I want to feel like that cool kid I want to feel like I'm look like that model in that picture by wearing my Abercrombie t-shirt mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. perfume or whatever branding See, man mm-hmm. it's, it's a it's so important <laughs> it's so important See, it's like we talked about like what people, what the younger generation won't understand about Facebook, but what the younger generation won't understand is like that era, because now this era is like so much more about like inclusivity and like making Mm -hmm. sure you're like focusing on your body and like your feelings and all those things were like, and that era, that was not the case. Yeah. yeah. Which is why like that personal element comes in because of the young like the millennials and the younger generation now because everyone is like accepting their emotions and accepting the things they like and don't like now and putting it out there that's why it's so important to understand what what your personal you know beliefs are too so you can connect with those same type of people mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm I even think about, I just keep always thinking about that song. Like it was like playing through my head, that Victoria's Secret song. That, oh, like, yeah. I know Victoria's Secret. But I mean, like, that's, that's why. That I'm documentary like... is also really good. <laughs> <laughs> I also haven't watched that one yet. <laughs> I do want to watch those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just haven't watched them. <laughs> I love I got to watch my Christmas movies first. <laughs> first Lindsay Lohan. 
than Abercrombie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Nicole, we teed you up for the myth bust. I mean, uh, what Instagram versus reality do you have for us? I mean, I feel like we kind of touched on it, but I'm going to talk about mompreneur life. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so toxic online right now. This <laughs> might be an unpopular opinion. I'm not really sure, but I freaking can't stand the mompreneur like you know I I make six figures and I'm home with my kids and I'm like no you're not like Mm -hmm. no you're not there is no way you might have a six-figure business but either your kid is watching Coco Melon all day or you have hired help Mm -hmm. Mm. and you're not telling the truth about one of those things (laughs) that part yep I just it's giving MLM like what people say Yes. And like, it's one, it's one of the reasons why I, I don't post my kids a lot because I, for privacy reasons, but also like, I never want to like post my kids and have somebody look at me and be like, wow, look at her. Like she's running her business and her kids are home and they're happy. And it's like, frick no, man, I finally got daycare <laughs> three days a week and my kid goes to preschool now, but you, you, you can't. And I don't care what people try to sell you. It's no, 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 no. And I, I just, I, and I, if I could tell any new mom who's like out there and who's like, you know, I really want to have a more flexible schedule with my kids. It's like, yeah, you can definitely have a more flexible schedule working on your own, but you still need some kind of childcare help at least yeah. two hours a day mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. kids like they need your attention I mean they need your help and like yeah you can't balance it you cannot like it's like the work-life balance too like I don't believe that there is really like a balance to work life I think that there's like a work-life integration and like it's like sometimes your business is going to take a priority if it's like a busy season and sometimes your family is going to be the priority and then sometimes maybe there's like a balance but I don't think I think that's also a toxic thing to think like you can balance it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Also, no. Also, no. You need help. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's one of those things that's been firing me up a lot lately just because I keep seeing it over and over. Like, hey, like join my program and you can work from home and like you can be home with your kids and it's like these happy kids in the background. I'm like, there's no freaking way. Right. <laughs> so, you know? Yeah. Well, it's that other, it's just another way to like feel less than or other than yes. like for some people, right. Going online and feeling shame about their bodies or like you see people post like the, what I eat in a day and then having like judgments. Of, oh, I don't eat like that. But again, it just is mommy wars right or parenting yeah. wars or then there's like mental health like there's just all these other subsets that yeah it's like if everyone and like this will never be a thing but it's like if everyone would just tell the truth then like we wouldn't have these issues but like everyone everyone is this is gonna sound like intense but it's like everyone is insecure and in what they're doing right now at yes. this current moment so then therefore they're projecting that there's something else in what is really happening. And like, that's what sucks because like our world is just, we're just put into this, like, well, like, it's not okay that I'm doing these things. So I need to tell people that I'm not, you know, and it's like, yeah. it's yeah. hard. You know, I think that has 
you know, I think a blessing from social media and especially TikTok is mm-hmm. it can be a blessing and a curse with how sometimes open people are. But what I have found on TikTok too is like more people are like, let's make this, you know, let's normalize like a messy house. Let's normalize mm-hmm. a house that's like still has 90s, you know, cupboards up. Like we don't all live in, you know, mini mansions with white kitchens okay. that are pristine. So like sometimes you can find those spots of like, oh my gosh, I relate to this person. Yes, that is my life, you know. But then mm-hmm. there's a the flip side of like people that are like, look at my house, like, you know, look at all this. Right. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, just yeah, it's ugh, such a smoke and mirror. Yeah. Everywhere. Even like maybe even not even just online, even like people you might meet too, like are trying to put on something that they're not because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they don't know anything different I feel yeah. like too yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> like it's just like I gotta be like this because this is all I know and like that's hard too you know like that's just things that people have to get out of you know yeah mm-hmm. it's a you know like we said it's a wild world out there and we're all wild just trying world. to figure it out man we're all just trying to figure it that's out true. <laughs> right way. whatever way works for you you know mm-hmm. We literally are all just grown babies trying to figure out this way. Like we're still all such infants in many ways. Yes. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> right. You grow like you're yeah. I think that's so true. You're always growing. And <laughs> like nobody gives you a guide when you like become an adult. Like, this is what you need to be doing. And this mm-hmm. is how you should be acting. <laughs> and like, you know, mm-hmm. you just figure it out. Mm-hmm. But we're all doing great. You're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you too. I just have a lot of feelings. <laughs> just have a lot of feelings. I want to watch that movie now too. Oh, that's, oh, that's a good one. It's a lot I coming up so... for me right now. <laughs> I think she's like, I just wanted to be like, have rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> I feel you, girl. I feel you. <laughs> Me too. Can't it just be all rainbows and butterflies? Can't we all just get along? Right? Yeah. <laughs> no more fighting. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, well, Nicole, yeah. I mean, now is the time to tell us, to tell all of our listeners, shout it out. Where can people find you? Where can they book you as a client? What do they need to know to be a part of your world? Okay, you can find me on Instagram at Nicole Dieterman Photography, TikTok, Nicole Dieterman, uh, like an underscore, Facebook, Nicole Dieterman Photography, my website's Nicole Dieterman Photography. Um, branding. Yep. Yeah. Branding, I do, like branding, and I'll be launching um, something for small businesses here, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. It's going to it's not going to be photos but it'll be like a way for me to like virtually visually virtually visually help your brand um and give you ideas so that'll hopefully be launching here in the next couple weeks very cool oh my gosh also by the way nicole is an og disney world fan so i'm just putting that out there too i mean just you know so if you connect with her on disney that's another connection point too Yes, I am trying to manifest enough money next year to like, I want to take my whole family to Disney World, but I just spread somewhere that prices are going up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, we wanted to as well. And then we're like, well, we'll just do a cruise. And so doing a cruise, it's not with the child. So <laughs> I love it. It's love all right. It. We're all going to go to Disney guys. It's going to happen. Like it's, we're going to Disney. We're no, going I on a, we're going on a yacht and we're going to Disney. It's happening. It's written down. <laughs> we put it out in the universe and it's now it's just got to happen. Yeah, exactly. It's happening. I've only <laughs> been so, once. I would so. be so down for a girl's Disney trip. I, I mean that'd be awesome that sounds wonderful make some t-shirts i'm in that'd be a good time oh man well i mean i think we had the best time and we know our listeners are gonna get so much so many great nuggets and have an am- amazing time listening to this yes i hope i hope so <laughs> and it was your first podcast and you did amazing yes <laughs> well thank you guys so much for having me it was really fun Really of course, fun. of course. It's so much fun to talk and chat. Yeah, and get that connection in. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, fun, fun. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and we're <laughs> and we're out. And we're out. <laughs> Bye. And that's our show. Thank you so much for taking the time. love to hear more from you so make sure you join us on facebook at real life podcast with abby and danielle and like and subscribe to our podcast if you're not an apple user we are actually on spotify as well but on apple you can leave us a review but don't forget to leave us a review on facebook as well